Today is the 8th of uh, January 2013. We are in the Meditation Hall Assembly of Star in Low Hamlet. Today is the 10th, it's not the 8th. Somebody make a make mistake. It's a vote. The vote of the the attendant. Today is the 10th of January 2013. We are in the meditation hall of uh, Assembly of the Star, and during our winter retreat 2012-2013, we are in Low Hamlet. Today in Up Hamlet, the monks uh, and the lay people have practiced uh, touching the earth. And the subject is the three jewels. The three jewels are what? <laughs> you take refuge in the source of understanding of love in you, is the Buddha in you. The practice of to lead you to become a Buddha, second, and the third one is the Sangha who practice together with you. But in Christianity, there is also the take refuge in the Trinity. And then the Trinity says, God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So in, in Buddhism, we have the, the taking refuge in the Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha. And usually we think that uh, we take three refuge. We thought that we understood quite well, but maybe you don't really understand what means uh, taking refuge in the three jewel. And as soon as you take the refuge in three jewel, you will be happy right away. You will not have any doubt, any hesitation. You have a lot of energy. We can understand what means Buddha, Dhamma, and Sangha. And then we have really the, ref the, the place to take refuge in. This morning we read the joining today, we just, uh, at the chanting, we joined our palm and I take refuge to the Buddha, the Dhamma and the Sangha. I have written that for the children. This took me a year in order to write it because I want to be in the skin of the little girl, little boy. It's so simple so that they can feel. And when I finish that, I'm very happy. There is a, the explanation how it means the Buddha, how is the who is the Buddha, who is the Dharma, who is Sangha, which, which one is the Dharma and Sangha. And the comparison with the Trinity in Christianity, the taking refuge in Trinity, in Trinity is more more abstract, more abstract why the Buddha, Dhamma, and Sangha is very concrete. And in the practice for children, and 
the Buddha is just a teacher. You, he only teach twice to two things. How to understand deeper and how to love better. So that, that is teaching is so simple. Do you know how to love? Do you know how to understand? If you know how to understand and how to love, you have much less suffering. If we are not happy, we don't feel at ease, why am I at ease in the dailies? And you don't know how to understand, how to love. The Buddha is first at all, is a teacher who teaches you how to understand, how to love properly. And when you understand deeply, you make people happy. When you love properly, you make the other person happy. But sometimes we say that we understand, and but we love, but we don't make them happy. We make them suffer a lot. So, so in, to, in order to understand, it's not easy. First of all, you have to understand who are you. You have what weaknesses, what suffering, what difficulties. And you know what is the stuck point in you. Beta, stuck point in you. And then you can see the weaknesses in you. And sometimes you have that, but you never pay attention to them. You thought that you understood already, but in fact, you don't really understood you. You have never understand you. Sometimes you misperceive yourself. You misunderstand yourself. You don't know who you are. You don't know the, your suffering the value of you, your suffering, and what the Buddha taught you is in order to help you to understand you better. And when you understand you better, you accept you. And some of us cannot accept us. You cannot accept your father, you cannot accept your mom, you cannot accept this one, other one, and of course you don't accept yourself. And in order to understand, we need a kind of guideline for looking deeply in order to discover the deepest vision. And so the Buddha teach us how to look deeply in order to see our weaknesses and our strength point, and we can accept them, and then we can love them. And when you can accept you, you can love you, you can accept others with their weaknesses and their strength. And so, if you don't understand, more you love, more you make the other person suffer. Love normally must be very, um, can bring you a lot of happiness. But most of our cases, more you love, more you make the other person unhappy. Like your mom, sometimes she she believes 100% that she loves you, but more she loves, more she makes you happy because she do, didn't understand you. 
and is and more she love more she's angry at you and she, she make you unhappy so it's the same the buddha teach us how to understand yourself with your weakness your your strength point and then you accept you and you accept your mom like that your dad like that your partner like that so a person who who is determined to go in the direction of service serving yourself serving the world first if you cannot serve yourself you don't accept yourself you do not see the world and then you have that sticking point that un unsatisfaction your loneliness you cannot accept that and then you don't understand you yourself you cannot transform on this weak point in yourself so how you can go to the world to help people and that is the reason why month days and month you spend your time you think that you are doing the good work for service but you do not make the good service to you and you cannot good service to everyone around but you do a lot of work and you have the impression that you, and you say that nobody understood me nobody loved me and sometimes you don't understand you do don't accept you how you can accept others and and love others first you cannot accept yourself So you are monastic or non-monastic if you don't understand yourself and you are not happy and you cannot help anyone. And the Buddha, he said that he's not a god. He's not. A, he's a human like us. Siddhartha is have been a human. And he has been normal like anyone in the in this world. He also have suffered. He has many uh, material condition, sufficient, many many great reputation. But he still do not feel happy. Physical condition, reputation, fame, everything he has. But he's not happy, so he abandoned his throne, his family, in order to search for what is who give give him a great peace, a great happiness. But he couldn't find, and so he has to spend years after years searching with this teacher to other teacher, and finally he found the way, and then he shared to us, and so we. He knew that his father cannot help him, that reputation, that kingdom cannot help him, and so he doesn't want. He did not want to to go that path, and that is um, Siddhartha. But now you are nowadays in the 21st century. You are decide to find another way, the way of true happiness. A true understanding and a true love, and the jewel we call jewel Buddha, because he's an excellent, excellent person who show you how to understand deeply and to love deeply. And and for that all, he is a teacher. 
He teach you what he know, and you have to do it yourself. He cannot, he cannot transform your 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 suffering. He cannot give you that or remove you that. It's you who remove that or to give yourself because you need to train yourself like he has been trained for himself. And he only help us. He show us a number of practices he have used, and it works for him. Mm. And in the in the sutra, many times the Buddha said that the 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 bank of happiness, the site of happiness, of liberation, you stay in the other bank, other other side of the river. You said, please, please, happiness, come come here in order for me to go to be happy and to be free. But you need to make a. Um, a boat, and then you have to go to the other side in order to be liberated. So, doing all this work to practice in order to be able to go to the other shore of happiness is your work, is your training. So you pray only; it's not enough. You have to practice, to practice in order to understand and to love. And there are many practice. It's very very excellent and if you do properly and you can go to the other short quickly now you want to buy you fly to United States that is like seven hour but if you have an anger you are in the short of suffering and you want to the other shore you do not need five six seven hours to fly you go back to your in breath and out breath and you know how to practice in order to dissociate you with that strong emotion you make a walking meditation you can breathe in such a way that and then you can go to the other shore very quick you don't need seven hours. This paramita is Sanskrit word for absolutely, absolutely clean of your suffering. It means you really go to the other short. And especially the Buddha is not only a teacher outside. He is also a teacher inside of you because because he said that each of us have have a Buddha in us. We have a teacher in us. And so we know how to invite that, that Buddha, that teacher in us, that source of understanding and love in us. And so when the Buddha shares something, you can touch that Buddhahood in you, that source of love, of understanding in you. And then there is hope. And that we call Buddhahood, the Buddha nature. And, and so that teacher that we take refuge is, is we take refuge in you, in you. You have that trust, that confidence that you if he can succeed to liberate himself, I can succeed to liberate myself too. So it's not only you take refuge in that teacher outside, but you take refuge in the Buddha inside of yourself. You have that trust, you have that confidence. 
And if you don't have that trust and get that confidence, you cannot work. You cannot have a future to be liberated. And so that work is what? Is to look deeper and to see your own perception and you can transform, you change your your view, you can accept, you can liberate yourself, you can liberate your your anger, your irritation, your judgment to other person. And when you believe on that ability, that Buddha nature in you, you believe on that teacher who have practice and who is work for him, and then we trust on what he share, on the that practice he just he share. So the practice is called Dharma. Dharma is mean all the practices that he practice and he share to us. And he can by himself go to the other shore, the shore of from the shore of suffering to the shore of happiness. So he have done, he have been successful. So you can do it. In each of in each of you, you must have the way of practice. You practice in which way? You have like we train ourselves to make tofu. A few time and then you can make tofu. And this is the same. If if you are angry and you train yourself, you are not successful this time. But next time you train yourself, and next time and next time, the fourth, fifth time, you can stop, and you will not be carried away by your anger. And then, and so it's the same. And so if now you learn other practice, when you feel so lonely. What you have to do, and you train in that way. It doesn't work, and you train in other way because the Buddha offer many methods. And then the the brother and the sister who are trained in that direction, they can share to you many way too. Yeah. So your way of knowing how to make tofu is not from outside. Outside they guide you, but sometimes you see them do it, but you cannot do. So you have to find any trick. That you can do it, and this is the same because everyone have the different mentality. So you know your weakness, you know your strength, and so you do it. You you learn from the teacher Buddha, the teacher Thai, the teacher your mentor. But you have to put into practice properly, and then when you put practice, it's work. And sometimes you need to adapt a little bit. Everyone make their own practice. And then they, everyone have their own body. The whole body they call, uh, yeah, the the flesh body. Nyuk, nyuk mean flesh. Uh, your flesh body. But you also have a dharma body. It means a body of the practices. And if you practice well, you have also dharma. You also have. Buddha body, body is is tongue is uh, body, but Dharma is a practice given by the Buddha, by the teacher. And each one have our Buddha body, flesh body, and Dharma body. And and so if you know how to walk mindfully, eat mindfully, listening the suffering of. People on the unkind word of other with compassion, and then you have that dharma body. And so, if you have 
Buddha body, that is, is, is sure. You always, everyone have Buddha body. But that Buddha body have been buried under many needs of emotion, anger. But you have Dharma body. And where you have Dharma body, wherever you go, you bring that. You don't need much luggage. You need to walk mindfully. And then that the most difficult is the Sangha body. Sangha body is very important. And so the, when Buddha uh, Siddhartha was enlightened, the first thing he had to, he said that he discovered that, but he need to practice together with others. If no, he may forget. Because everything is impermanent, and things he discover, if they, he, he do not rehearse, train, and then it become, um, it's not good. And so, so he has, right away after that, he, he, he started a Sangha in the park. And then after that, yeah, Sariputra, Mulangdiana, and many. And so if the Buddha have done his best, it's because he have a good Sangha. And the Sangha is so important for you. If you stay home alone, you know, lonely city is more difficult. Mm. And so you need uh, ability to, 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 to produce more concentration because if alone and you have nothing to remind you and your, your training of mindfulness, of concentration will be not very effective. And so, so sometimes you have a Sangha, but your Sangha is not very good. There is still a lot of people who are not very sincere, fake, and so on. But even this is better than nothing. Because you, with mindfulness, you see that, oh, it's not, it's a little bit fake. I do not do like that. It's nice. I do like that. And so on. It's a Sangha, even the very weak Sangha is still helpful. Mm. So... So you are a lay people, a monastic, you need a Sangha. Even the Buddha, he already was enlightened, but without Shariputra, without, without Molangyana, without his disciple, great his disciple, he will not realize what he had done. And so Sangha is what? Sangha is... You need to go with the Sangha like a river. There's people who ask him, how this drop of water will not be evaporate? And the Buddha said, that, put it in the river. If that drop of water is alone, it will be evaporate. But if the drop of water is in the river, that it will go to the ocean. Since so you are a practitioner, lay practitioner or monastic practitioner, you need to have a river to bring you to the ocean. And so you stay home, but you, you come to a monastery, you need a Sangha. And you have no future. If you do it alone, separately, in a faraway place. And so, if you are happen to be like that, you have to create your own Sangha. And, and in order to support your practice. In your body, there are billions of cells. There is no cell who is solitary. 
every cells in our body work with other cells. The cell of liver work with millions of liver cells. The liver of heart work with other liver uh, heart cells, and that every cell have to work with their sangha. And so you are monastic or non-monastic, you have to take refuge in the sangha in order to help you, to protect you. Is what we call taking refuge in the sangha. <laughs> the cat wants to take refuge in the sangha. See that there is any, no one of yourself want to be the boss. They live to each other, next to each other, and each cell have a way to communicate with other cell, and especially the 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 cell of your brain. Every neuron is connected to other neuron in a very fairly way. Then no one is the boss, and they connect uh, tightly to each other. And thanks to that communication, that that self of your brain can have that idea, that thought, that thinking, that determination. Without the boss who direct, who coordinate, sangha is a kind of body that each one is a bo- is a cell, and we have to have a deep communication, um, usual communication, often communication in order to support each other. And if there is a cell who is weak, and then other cell will come and help. Every every cell need to reject a number of um, unnecessary use things and absorb some nutritious part, and then they help each other. And so they receive normally every nutritious thing. And have ability to reject, which is necessary, not necessary uh, kind of garbage, kind of dirt in our body. And so you look at the pers- 
is our body, we know how our cell work. And people, if we look at the Sangha, we know that how the Sangha work. And everyone try their best. They still have quite a number of weaknesses, but they try. The, the Sangha of Plum Village have been organizing many retreats everywhere in, in, in the world. But every time there is a retreat like that, and after that there's so many people feel transformed from, from their suffering, from their stucking point. But if they left the retreat and they come back to their place, but they have no Sangha, local Sangha who help them, and they will lose their practice and they will fall again into the former situation. And that is the reason at the last day of the retreat, we used to have a kind of uh, discussion where you can go back and set up your own local Sangha to support your practice in order to, 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 to keep the practice alive. And we think that it's not only monastic need to have a Sangha, but the, the lay people need to have a Sangha, and they have to make Sangha building. Siddhartha is very good in, in Sangha building. In the first year of um, being enlightened, he taught right away the five friends in the past who worked with him, who practiced with him. And then a few months later, and more and more, and then 900 members of the Kashyapa um, brothers, and, and then Shariputra, and so on. So we, this is his effort, and we too, we need to, to make our own Sangha in order to practice. And don't be so sure even you are good, so-called good Dhamma teacher, you can give good Dhamma talk, but not be so sure. You have, you need Sangha together with you. Uh, and so, if you can behave in such a way, and even you feel transformed now, but to go back, you might set up your Sangha, and if you have difficulties, and you try to work with them, and if you are not trust yet, and you contact with the monastic in the, the retreat where you practice, and then you can ask for advice, it's okay. And so that you have to, to make a determination to really practice in order to keep that transformation alive and to bring you to the true liberation. In the last 30 years of Plum Village, we have, we have grown, we have sowed the seed of the Dhamma everywhere in many countries, and now we have, uh, yeah, every country we have many hundred uh, uh, 
a number of, in, especially in United States, in, in Germany, in other countries, in Europe. In Germany, there's about 70 Sangha. In in UK, is also a lot. In United States, at least 500. And so, if we do not have uh, enough Sangha, we will not we cannot keep alive our practice. And Sangha building is very important. We come to Plum Village to practice. You have, you feel that there's quite a lot of transformation. But when you go home, and if you don't have that, and you will lose that, the best way to practice is to look around in order to find the element who can make your own Sangha, because sometimes in the local, local Sangha people are too old, it's not fit to your age, or the way you can set up your own Sangha too. And in the past, the Buddha have done, and many generations, many patriarchs, many good teachers have done that too. And when you have a good Sangha, to really practice, you have a, a jewel, you have a jewel, and Sangha is not a group of people, but they, if that group of people, they don't practice, they do not have joy, they also can can have a shaved head, or they can have, it look like a group of people who practice, but if there is no joy, no harmony, no understanding, and even they call a group, it's called a, a kind of Buddhist Sangha, but it's not Sangha. And Sangha is a group of people must have a kind of harmony, there is brotherhood, sisterhood, there is supporting each other, and there is at least a few members who are very, very joyful and know how to listen deeply, how to help people and to transform, and then who can and resolve a number of solutions of difficulty among members. When a group of people who have that. They live in harmony, they have some difficulty, but they can overcome. There's somebody who listen and try to transform, and that is a true Sangha. And if it's that a true Sangha, and in a true Sangha there is Buddha in that, and there is, there is uh, Dharma in that. And so, Building the Sangha is also building the Buddha in ourselves and building the Dharma. The other temple have a huge, huge um, Buddha statue, even that Buddha statue is in jade or paint in gold. But I'm not sure that is a Sangha, a true Sangha and true Buddha, because Buddha is that source of energy, of full of understanding and love. And in that Buddha statue, there is no concentration and no uh, mindfulness, concentration and insight. And so, so there is a big statue like that, and you prostrate a lot. It's not much merit. 
because that is in jade, is in gold, but is no merit. The merit is how to help you to touch the deep understanding in you, the deep love in you, and there is compassion in you, releasing, and so you touch a person, even formally, you do not lie down, but you bow to them, and that person have great understanding, great love, abilities, that is merit. And so, so in the Buddha, in your Sangha, there are those who are weak, but still there are few who are very good too. And so it's still a good Sangha because there's a number of them are weak, but, but there is quite a number who have the substance of a Buddha, substance of a true practice. And then a Sangha, we need a few persons like that is already give a lot of value to the Sangha. But of course we try our best to be also a good element of the Sangha. And so sometimes when we see a person who have a lot of practice of really merit, great merit, he practice well, a lot of deep understanding, caring, listening, and then we have the tendency to invite him to stay, invite her to stay, in order for them to help the Sangha to be stronger. And then that person have the ability to help the world. So now you have the practice to learn the Sutra now. So this sentence, this sentence is his dear bhikkhu. In life there is what is born, what is exist, what is becoming, and there is acting, but there is also no birth, no becoming, no action. Because if the other side, the yeah, other side, if no birth, no death, no. If there is not such a thing, the other side will not have a way out. So, so the the way out is for the first one is what is born, what is becoming. But, but you also have the other side. If no, 
the, the first sight have no way out. So they draw a line, and then he tried to write that in the in the upper part of the line, there is birth, there is existence, there is action, and there is formation, action. So when there is birth, is death. There is uh, existence or becoming, is emptiness, absence of existence. And there is action. Action, it means the subject, subject and object. And there is uh, action. Formation, formation is many condition, but there is who um, we is been condition that you can touch, and who we is been you cannot touch. No lick, licks. But if you look deep, and you see that what is birth and death, existence, non-existence, action and non-action, and and condition or unconditioned. But you can discover another side of reality, which is no birth, no 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 existence, <coughs> that is not very very dark answer the pen. No action, no formation. So the the low line represents the ultimate dimension. So upper part is birth, death, and then and low part is no existence, no non-existence, formation. No, no subject, no object. Here is no subject, no, no subject. And up there is formation with condition. Here formation without condition, unconditioned. So in your superficial way of seeing, and it just seems that there is birth, there is death, there is a formation, there is conditions. But if you do, Deeper and deeper, and you see that in the the nature of that is no birth, no death. They pretend to be born, but they pretend to die, and they pretend to born. And it's pretend to be here is subject, other is object. But we and in Brahmini we use to illustrate by a cloud, and when you see superficially, you see that the cloud is born and die. But if you look deeper and you see that the cloud never be born, because born means from nothing, you become something, but the cloud do not come from nothing because there is a vapor of, of, of water and then they go up, etc. And then it become snow, it become ice, 
If you look deep into the cloud, you see that the cloud is no birth, no death. That we understood already. We have listened 1,000 times already. <laughs> That is the path to lead you from the relative world to the ultimate world. The relative world where you see that there is birth, there is death, there is coming, there is going. But thanks to that deep look, according to that path of interbeing, everything in the earth and the east to other things. Anuluma is Sanskrit term. There is um, the Sutra um, Ayama 293. The understanding, adapting to the adaptation, understanding. We use the adapting understanding and you see the world of birth and death coming, going in order to discover that depth, that deep reality of no birth, no death, no no birth, no no death, etc. You are a kind of a total oneness very interconnected and that is co-arising condition it helps you a lot and 
and that interbeing help you to transcend the couple of uh, opposite couple like uh, existence, no existence, birth and death, duty, clean, subject and object, one and many, one and different. And that middle way to help you to come from the this, the the world of relativity to the world of ultimate dimension. And from the conventional truth, you go to the ultimate truth, paramata, total, absolute truth. And there are that, that mind of adaptation that you can see that uh, birth and death are already an uh, opposite couple. Birth different from death. The adaptation mind, Yush, the understanding of Tudongshin, it means co-arising. No, no Dharma have been born by itself. They have to co-arising with many conditions. And so that co-arising conditions, when they lean to each other, and that is why, instead of uh, born, you can say that co co arising. Instead of saying that arising, you say that co arising in the same time, arising in the same time. You cannot arise by yourself, you have to co arising. You cannot go arising. You cannot arise by yourself. You need your father and your mom and then food and then sunshine and then many conditions for you to be co-arise, co-arising, arrive at the same time that many other conditions. Sanshata Yata Yata is birth and then Saha is ko, it means uh, born together with so the idea and the notion about the ko arising is arrive is is help you to transcend that fear that fear, that transcend the, that wrong perception that you can arise by yourself. You cannot arise by yourself. You are co-arising with many conditions. So the idea is born. Birth only is, is not very realistic. Realistic. Never there is a birth. There is co-born. Even many conditions for the birth to be born, co-arising. So that, that notion about co-arising, it helps you to transcend the, the, the fear of arising. 
and you also have the extension um, by yourself. So this is the first couple, and the second couple is tương tức. It means tương tức. It means into being, into being. Or co being <laughs> into being co arising. You cannot manifest by yourself. You co manifest. You need many conditions. You cannot be by yourself alone. Arise. Manifest yourself. Alone you cannot make others to manifest, so you have to enter, to enter or you have to enter or to, you have to enter be. So when you use the notion of um being or co arising, you transcend you transcend that pair of opposite existent non existence. You use the notion of interbeing in order to overcome the notion of being only. We use the notion of co-arise, co-existent in order to replace the existent by itself and then you transcend the notion of yes or no. When you, you overcome that, and then you don't need that, and so mean emptiness is also is no value, because, because and that being help you to transcend yes or no, and ex existent or non-existent. You still use the word, you still use notion, but you use skillfully in order to escape from that, you transcend from that. Because before that you have some idea, rigid idea that existent, non-existent, and now you skillfully feel that this is interbeing, this adaptation, this co-arising, and so you transcend the rigid idea of existence or non-existence. Like you need who to dig the, the, the land, but after using the, your land is dig, and then you don't need that formal instrument. And so, 
So the co-arising is, is a kind of instrument you use in order to transcend that idea of yes or no. You don't need any word, you don't need any practice. You, you are already in the nirvana. And that is already, you, you overcome already that opposite pair. And then, and now you arrive to the, the tag, I mean the action, I think. Votak here is mean you speak about the non-self. In the time of the Buddha, there is a dress of uh, Brahmanism, and there is one Atma. Atma is eternal soul, the huge collective eternal soul. And that eternal soul, and everyone have the eternal soul who, who run in the circle of samsara, you go and then you pay, and, the mer- and you receive the merit, you pay the bad action. And the Buddha do not accept that. He said that we don't have a separate self. The self is changing, changing, changing. It's like a river. A river, like a kind of, yeah, it look like that. The river is look like that, but inside there is on the drop are changing, changing. We have new drop, new drop, new drop. And so they are running, they are changing. But you have the illusion that is the same. Like uh, like uh, during the night, uh, there is someone who takes the torch and then make a circle. And if he do it more, if he do it slowly, you can see one dot here, one dot there, one dot there. But if he do it very fast, you have the impression that you have a circle of fire. So that is cinematographic illusion for you to see that. Mm. And so yourself is the same. Your, 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 yourself is the same. You have the impression that you have that young person who have that name. But you at five years old and you at seven years old already different and you it's now is so different. And so there is also you don't have a separate self. And that separate self is is very dependent on the condition who come to that self. And then it's like the Mart River. And then you see the same river or the Mart River, you have the impression that you have the same river. But it's not the same because every drop of water changing flowing and there is new new drop, new drop, new drop. And in Brahmanism there is this one soul, eternal soul, no change. And to receive the merit or to receive the punishment. But Buddha said that no, there is not such a self. You have so many input and so many output. And then if you do a number of things, you have some good input you receive, but then meantime you do. So let's say in the year 2002, you do some good deeds, and then in 2013, so the person in 2002, 
and the person in 2013 receive the deeds, the good deeds or the bad action. And he at that moment is an, the actor or the subject of that merits or that bad action. And this is the same person at 2013 is the receiver at 2002 is the acting and is the receiver of the action. But during that time in 2002 to 2013, he's the same person, but there's many input and many output. And input, if during that time he have done so many good merit, even in 2002 he have done bad action, but he have so many good action, good action, good action. And so, as you look deeper, you see that 2013 is not the same person. If you say that it's the same, it's also wrong. But you say that it's different, it's also wrong. It is the same. Ten thousand, ten years later, we go back to the Mark River. You said, "Oh, the Mark River is the same." No, it's not true. It's it's not the same river. The trees are different, and so the person, two thousand two, who caused bad thing, and the person who who is the same name, but in two thousand thirteen, is different. And so we said that it's not the same. But it's not different. So no sameness, no, no otherness. So the question is, uh, the actor and the receiver of the, receiver of the act is not the same, but it's not different. Trung Dao is middle way. It's not the same, but it's not different. And And then you can have a kind of they call tương tác tác mean action, but tương is in the same time uh, interaction and so on. Tương mean enter, tương mean enter, enter. Mean help you to overcome the notion of Takya is the the author, the actor, and Thaya is the receiver of action. And then we used to think that there is a father first, is the son. But is if you look deeper, is when when before he have a bo a son. He is that guy, that mister, but he's not a father. But when he has a first first son, and then he has the name father. And so, and so the father and the son are born at the same time. When he has a son, and then he becomes the father. Before that, he is that, that man who has nothing to do. He has no son.
And so the actor and the one who received action are not the same, but they are still the same, a little bit different. So, so we used to use that this conventional designation, convention, conventional designation. We designed the name like that, but but you have to see that the father and the son don't have the eternal characteristic as well as uh, yeah. So the the idea of to to that it means the actor and the the person who received to action they are. formation, samskrita, samskrita or formation, and it means uh, on the formation. If we say that this formation gives birth to another first formation, but in fact, is you give something, but the other seemed in the same time. Like when we are so sure that the father give or the mother give birth to the child, no, because before she give a child, she's that lady, but she's not a mother. When she have a child, that she has, we can have mother and and son, or mother and daughter, and all the formation is the same. You have the impression that this formation gives birth to another formation, but it's not like you see the seed of wheat will give birth to a, the wheat's plant, but there is many other conditions outside in order to, to come together for that seed to become that flower. One seed does not give birth to a flower, but many conditions. Condition. Flower is a condition. Things. The element no, no flower. In order to to adapt to become that flower. 
flower. That flower has been conditioned by sunshine, by the earth, by many things. And so the flower is a, a formation, a samskrita. If the element and there are many elements who are not flower, and so they help the flower to become a real flower. And when they are conditioning, and then we call them samskara. Samskara is conditioned, and one is a conditioning, um, and they are they 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 give the fruit and they give the like they they give in the same time. It means uh, the left and the right. The left lean on the right. The right lean on the left. Like right lean on the left, the left lean on the right, they call tương tạp, means saha krikta. Interconditioning. So there is more tương xin, tương ta, no, tương tư, tương ta, and tương hành. So tương xin có rising, tương ta. On the formation, lean to each other to manifest. This one give birth to other one and the other one give birth to this one and the image the Buddha used. And he said that it's a kind of a bunch of reeds, reeds, R-E-E-D. It means a kind of the reeds that are very weak, but they lean to each other and they make something solid and they manifest. That is four, three or four reeds and then the one reed is too weak, impossible for two reeds to stand up. From three or four or five reeds, you can have something to manifest and lean to each other to manifest. And on the, the formation is the same. Without that, this will not give birth to the other one. And they lean to each other to manifest. If that three things can be, can last like that, it can help to help each other. And that day when I wake up and I see that and then, and I wrote a calligraphy, tu es donc je suis, it means you are so I am. You are, because you are there that I am here. Yes, you are there that I am here. That is Tung Tak. <laughs> 
That is to answer the Descartes uh, philosopher, French philosopher. I think, therefore, I am. But I am because you are there. You are. You look at the moon and the sun and the mist because there is a mist, because there is a tree, because that moon and that is, and so I'm here. You are. Therefore, I am. You is mean the moon, you is the forest, you is the mist, you is uh, the environment here, and because you are there that I'm here. Still hand. Inter conditioning. Con xin thầy cho con bốn cái dịch của bốn cái đi. Tương sinh, tương tích, tương tác. Tương sinh is to co-arising, inter-arising. Tương tích is inter-being. And tương tác, I'm not very sure. Inter, tương tác is inter-acting. That is the word I, I cannot find. Inter-acting. Interconditioning. That four things help you to transcend from the world of relativity to the ultimate. And then that is the adapting mind basing on the co arising, based on the 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 inter being from the interacting, from the intercondition, you arrive to the ultimate dimension. We spoke about Spinoza as a Dutch uh, philosopher, and he said that God is that uh, nature. He also spoke about causes, causes. The, the notion the, is about creator, creator, creature, creator, creator, and creature, creator and creature. Creature is Scripture in pronouncing in English is scripture. Creator. And we're trying to find the link between these two. Mm. And under the light of uh, interacting, you have the creator. The creator creates creature. And so, creature, in the same time, create the creator. You are. I, you are because I'm here. Like, because you are the father, I'm your daughter or your son. But before I'm born, you are not. You are that guy or that lady, but you are not my father. Because when I become a daughter, you are my father, you are my mom. 
Spinoza said that Deus is mean God, is nature. And God is natura. Deus is Latin word for God. And there is natura, and there is two parts. There is the subject and an object. So naturan and naturata. It means ob- subject and object, creator and creature. What you see, moon, star, sky, earth, they belong to nature, naturata. But Spinoza make it clear. Natural cannot exist. And natural is an object. So you look at God, you see great. You look at creator, you see creature. You look at creature, you look, you see the creator. Like you look at the daughter, you see the mother. And you look at the mother, you see the daughter. They are born in the same time. And the father and the son are born in the same time. And the creator and creature are born in the same time. And we see very clear that the 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 action, the, the interaction, and the inter the co-arising. You cannot. This is because that is. This is here because that is there. And this is come because that is come, that die because other die. So, so you can use that this uh, natura, natura, and you to or exist in the same time, and you that is the very non-dualistic way of seeing Spinoza, a Dutch philosopher. And he tried to describe that before the... So Spinoza is very close to the wisdom of the Buddha. Close only, not not totally yet. I would illustrate later on, I think. That, uh, that sutra of adaptation of condition genesis and then you can discourse on the adaptation of condition genesis that connect with emptiness so we learn another sutra He asked whether he can wipe it down. He said that he need a bigger board. Maybe we are trying to order a bigger board.
on the relativity world there is a birth the birth existence action formation on the dimension ultimate dimension there is no birth no becoming no action no formation No birth, no, no existence or no becoming. That is no that is mean no acting, no actor, no actor. The one who received the action. There is no the person who creates something and who, who, who performs some deeds, some good action, and the one who received that good action because uh, the actor and the one who receive is different. There is a stream only. They are changing. There are no self. So the teaching of interacting is in order to teach you about non-self. There is no separate self. There is only a stream. Because self means immobile, is eternal, is 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 hermetic, and there is no no hermetic. There is always input and output. And so you look. All the phenomena that you see, it look like they are really there. But if you look deeper, deeper, you see that is everything is empty. They don't have a separate self there because there is some input and this like that. But from our output is it will change a little bit, and some other input and it change a little bit, and some out and then it change a little bit. So there is not immobile, separate, non-self. So it's look like that. You look at a flower, you see that the flower is immobile. No. In five minutes, ten minutes, one hour, the flower is different already. It's some. Some cell is born and some cell die already on the flower. And the same in you. It's the same in many other things. And so they call that emptiness, shunyata. It means it's not immobile, separate self. Changing, changing, input, output, input, output. And so that is a teaching very deep of. So you see a formation, formation is a flower, a board, this tie, this other, they are formation. Look like immobile, but there is many input and many output every second, every shatna. So many hundred years when. The Buddha passed away after 600 years. The people elaborate quite a lot the teaching about non-self, but they don't elaborate the, the teaching of 
of uh, no acting. And that is why there is a school of Buddhism called Sarvastivada. So they came from Tungtabo, Stavira, it means a traditional, uh, a little bit conservative school called Stavira, and that Stavira gave birth to Sattvastivada. These two schools, they are born about 100 years. No, after the passing away of the Buddha, about 100 years, there is only two schools, Mahasangika, more progressive, and the Stavira, more conservative. And the Stavira gave birth to Sattvastivada. Mahasangika they are born in about 140 years after after the passing away of the Buddha 140 years after the passing away of the Buddha Mahasangika is crowded including a lot of young people but the Stavira is look more conservative more conservative, the eldest, and a little bit rigid. And usually the old people are a little bit rigid, except except that <laughs> that eldest. <laughs> He's, I'm wondering if I'm rigid or not. <laughs> and so Mahasangika, they go out. They are more open. They want to adapt with the situation. About 140 years after the passing away of the Buddha, they cannot accept that rigidity of the elder. So they go out, they make Mahasangika group school. But Stavira is more conservative. But they give birth later on to Sattvastivada. It's a little bit more open, but still they elaborate quite a lot about non-self. They teach very lot of teaching, Abhidharma commentaries on the non-self in order to, to, to elaborate really a great system of non-self. But when the Asuka king of India, he become a big king, relying many little states, and then at that moment, and then Hubo Sakasivada already existed, and he agreed that the Dharma exists, but the self no. That is Sakasivada. But the but Sattvastivada said that self no, but but the actor and acting exist. But the Buddha's 
so that, yeah, Arthur and Arctic exist, but they are empty. And so, and so Stavira, they divide into two. Stavira is mean the eldest, and they, and Feng Biu Thitbo is mean the, and so that Feng Biu Thitbo, they, they, they move. And so Sarvastivada, they move to the northwest, and they they exist for one thousand years, and they create a lot of, and then Abhidharma Sastra, and from they spread to China, and to Japan, Vietnam, Tibet, and so on. But that is Sarvastivada. And that Sarvasivada is not very treasured by the by by the King Asuka. King Asuka treasure more the more conservative said because Tavira is already conservative but they transport they divide into two groups. More conservative except by Asuka less conservative is Sarvasivada and Sarvasivada feel left about left alone by the king, they move to the northwest and they set up 1,000 years there, and they spread to China, to Tibet, to other country. And the conservative part of Stivara, Stivara, the conservative wind, they go, they appreciate by Asuka, and they move to Sri Lanka and to southern part of India and so on. So if you said that there is no self, but you say no self, but you are too rigid. But, but if you practice non-self, but you are too rigid, it makes people turn off. And then there's a monk who said that, he sit there, and do you see somebody who passed by? He said that, no, I don't see anyone. I see a group of bones and flesh and, 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 and blood is passed in front of me. That is too rigid, too funny. And so people turn off. But the Buddha, he said that, he also teach, but he said that, I and you, Ananda, do you want to make a walk with me to the hill? And so the Buddha is not so rigid. He even he teach non-self, but he be... And he see very clear there is Buddha, uh, student, teacher, student, good people, less good people, and so on. But if you are too rigid, and so under that, and so there is, because of that rigidity, and there is another tradition who tried to readjust, and they call Putgalavada. And they said that there is a person, even empty, but they there is a person, and they they quote a number of sentences like that. The Buddha said that. Anguttara Nikaya, the Buddha said that. Dear Bhikshu, there is a person who, when he manifests in this life, he make he make he bring a lot of joy to people, and happiness to people, and so who is that person? That is a Buddha. And so they ex they quote this sentence, and they said that the teaching of the Buddha said that there is a one person. 
and that school also is very crowded. <laughs> There is one school they call Samitaya and the other one. I miss the word because I do not read, cannot read on the board. They said that we must have a person who is responsible of his act. And he said that if you say that there is a no self, that is heretic. It's not realistic. You said that there is no one. You see that a group of bones and flesh. And, but it looks like he's against the non-self. That is the reaction of the rigidity of the Sarvastivada. But that Kutvalavana, they are. It's about the seventh centuries when Huyen Chan came to India. He said that is around 60,000 people who followed that school. In order to react to the rigidity of Sanvat Sarvastivada, there is another school called Sautantrika. They don't believe on the Abhidharma Sostra very thick. They don't say that, that is your, your commentary could be wrong. And they only use the, the teaching of the Buddha. So Tantrika refused all the commentaries of all the previous generation of patriarchs. But they go directly to the 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 the, the, the text given by the Buddha. And so about one hundred years before Christ, one hundred years before Christ, there is a Mahayana movement who manifest and they 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 give birth to a number of texts called sutra but but in fact they use all the element of good teaching of the Buddha in the text in order to make the sutra. But now with the science, we discover that this has been done after only 100 years before Christ. But they for Thai is very essential teaching. And then there is, they, they make it very clear that self is no self, but, uh, but the emptiness in themselves but this emptiness also in the teaching, in the Dharma. Many hundred years later, the teaching of the Buddha about the non-self and non-acting is elaborated. 
and uh, Mahayanis is more flexible. And then Mahayana Buddhism occupied the majority many hundred years. But we see that Buddhism still continues to evolve, to, to change. And so your 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 look about history and the the evolution of Buddhism is very important because for that you know how to do it to evolve in the best way that can be appropriate to people of our time and that teaching about emptiness of non-self this could be the very ultimate teaching of the Buddha that expressed the depth of, of the ultimate dimension of Nirvana. Because on that field, ultimate field, no birth, no death, no 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 birth, no no death, no actor, no the person who received the action and so on. And and they will be translated by the word emptiness, true shunyata. And that emptiness means emptiness of a separate self, but it's not emptiness. This emptiness is not nothingness. Huh? It's not nothingness. But emptiness is empty of a self. Kachana. In the Sutra, Kachana, Kachana is the name of the monk who asked the Buddha about the the the, the is right view. And he said that right view is the view who transcends the yes and the no, the existent and the non-existent. It's, it means uh, it's reached the ultimate part of your view. So right view is the view that reached the, from the relative view to the ultimate view. So if, if if you say that yes or no, you're still caught by yes or no. If you say that the, the teaching is still exists, but the, the self is no, you are still caught. So that emptiness here, it helps you to transcend on the notion, yes or no, existence or non-existence, because the notion of Existence cannot express the ultimate reality. The ultimate reality you only can live, can feel, can taste by yourself, but you cannot describe. And that emptiness is not, not yes, not none. No. If we, we understand that 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 emptiness and you see that it's like vibhavas totally nothing 
Maybe during the time of the Buddha, Shariputra have seen that the teaching of um, of emptiness is can cause enough of misunderstanding, and that is why the he and the Buddha mentioned quite a lot about the teaching of uh, non-self. But so is text 100 years before Christ that we this teaching of balance and non-self but also non-hurting non can have so and in some sutra it said that if you are caught in the existence and then you, you can be healed but if you 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 caught in the emptiness, total emptiness, you is cannot be healed, and it's very important. And so, what the Buddha teach you, even the impermanence or non-self, and that is only only the instrument for you to see. And so, don't be caught by the word non-self or self and so on. You like the, the you see the finger to see the moon, and then we got try to follow the finger in order to see the moon, not to follow the non-self and caught by the non-self, and not caught by the emptiness, and caught by that, and then you are you are caught really impossible to correct you. So every teaching of me is only the means like a finger to help you to swallow and to see the moon. And so if you try to find the moon in my finger, you cannot find. And so if you can find the truth to be totally liberated, don't cut into the, the word non-self, or don't cut into the word emptiness. And so the other short is not the draft, rough. The the other shore, the rap is for bringing you to the other shore. Don't be caught by the rap. When you arrive to the other shore, you abandon the raft. And so the teaching, like the Dharma, you have to let it go. And don't grasp to something. It's not the Dharma. Even the Dharma, you still release. And so if it's not Dharma, don't cut. And so the Buddha teaching is really letting go. And it's not no fanatism, no dogmatism. Letting go everything, release everything. So, 
So I ask those of you who belong to the sunflower family to receive the shining light in two weeks. In two weeks. And every sunflower tried to write a letter to me during the last seven years being a monastic. What you have done? And one day the sunflower can sit together with me for, for a meal together, a cup of tea. So sunflower, in 10 days you have to write a letter to me. Okay.